This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. Our normal Thursday evening, Friday morning slot. John, what is going on? Um, Not much, but I just read something, some serious sad news. It looks like Bob Armstrong passed away. I did read that. Uh, I think, was it the Road Dog who tweeted earlier tonight? I saw um, one of my friends on Facebook post it. Um... That's a I, mean, I wasn't on social media because I was watching the AEW show and I didn't want to have any spoilers. Oh man, it's a tough one for me. The bullet was, uh, I mean, he was in some bad shape and yeah, kind of we kind of knew what was going on with that. Um, and at some point, you know, sometimes when that happens, the I think the impetus is to, um, you know, just be like, okay, you know, I mean, he was, I think he was 81 or something like that. Let's see. He died 50. No, let me see. Let me see. Let's do the math here. Uh, 68. Yeah. Like almost 80. I think he was almost 80 years old or, or maybe like maybe 81. And I think, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, his kids got to be with him for a long time. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, his grandkids. And so to that, extent to me i always go oh wow you know he he did live a long life but still like as you and i get a little bit older like i think about that too and i think about you know um you know my parents are getting a little bit older and i don't think that way i don't think oh wow i had such a long time with them you know i think oh man like i don't want them to to die at all you know so to that extent well it's great that he had a you know pretty long life and he had a great career all his sons you know in the business but still at the end of the day you're like ah you know it's it's such a sad thing even at 80 or whatever and you know legendary wrestling family yeah one of my one of my favorites probably the i don't know they they have to be one of my they are definitely one of my favorites um uh brad armstrong his son who also passed away, who passed away too, way too early at, I think he was 50 when he passed away. Um, one of my favorites to watch in the ring. I still enjoy watching his old matches of him. He just, it just always blows my mind how graceful he is inside that square circle. And, you know, I always like Steve and there's a, you know, I guess Tracy Smothers basically like a brother, you know, the Southern boys was always a fun team to watch in WCW 1990, 1991. And so, you know, I, and I was excited. I remember when Brian James or Brian Armstrong debuted in WCW in 94. I was like, oh, wow, another one. And, and of course, and I couldn't believe it when he became the road dog. And, oh, yeah. 
and all that. So, but but you know, made me the, made the most money out of everybody. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I only saw Bob Armstrong for the longest time. The only thing, I, only thing I ever saw Bob Armstrong is was um, he showed up in WCW like 1990 to team with uh, or to be in the corner of the Southern Boys and the Freebirds. I think at the Clash of Champions or something. And, and that was it, really. I mean, I didn't really see much of footage of him until later on when I started collecting. I was, I mean, I. I got tapes from everywhere. I mean, or DVDs, I guess, too. In Southeastern Alabama territory, where I, I never really seen. So I got a bunch of that stuff. And I remember watching that stuff being like, oh my God, Bob Armstrong is probably one of the, the greatest babyface promos that I've ever seen. And I still haven't even seen Smoky Mountain stuff yet. It came, mm-hmm. that came later as well. Actually, around the same time, which probably made me want to really see Smoky Mountain even more. I've seen like a couple things, but matches, but nothing like promo wise. And, and my goodness, like watching that Southeastern stuff with, you know, Bob Armstrong against Dennis Condry and Mr. S- Mr. Saito. And I mean, he was cutting promos. And I'm like, want to buy a ticket to see these matches, right? I mean, that's how good he was. And so from then on, I was always like, man, this he's like one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. And so I always loved to watch Bob Marshall promos and matches. And in 2006, in APW, when I was managing a tag team ego, they brought in the New Age Outlaws. And I was just super excited, not just because we're it was a big match for us, and but I was just more excited because I'm working with Armstrong, right? And you know, we had to pick him up at the airport and everything. And, and, uh, and, you know, Brian James is really nice. You know, he took a while to wake up. He's kind of tired <laughs> off that plane ride. <laughs> and, uh, he took a liking to us, which is cool. And I think one of the f- things that kind of s- switched it, not just the car ride there, cause we're all talking about the wrestling business, about family. Um, they could see our passion, but I just remember just going to him real quickly saying, Hey, how's your dad doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's doing good. I mean, I really appreciate you asking that. Like, I think that took him back. Like, you know, he's probably worked at this point. Like, he's out of WWF, obviously. So he's working on his indies. I don't think anyone really, you know, mentioned that. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't realize what a mm-hmm. legend his dad was as well. Yeah. So he, I remember him just like looking at me right in the eyes, and he just said, "Man, I really appreciate you asking me that." And, and you know, then since I think from then they really took a liking to us, and it was a fun night, and a night I will never forget. And um so I had a love for the Armstrong family, and it sucks, man. This is it sucks. Well, in our uh, WCW review on Monday, we get a little bit of Brad. So, yeah, yeah. kind of interesting, uh, interesting timing uh, on on our Monday show. We get to see his uh, his son. So I, I'm gonna get this out of the way really quickly, and then we're just gonna go. Um, we're not gonna talk about this because our sports that we cover uh, did not do anything uh, related to what the NBA players and the MLB players did. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to recognize what those athletes did and are doing uh, with the uh, social injustice stuff. They, I mean, they literally walked away from their jobs and they're trying to come back and, and figure out a better way to, um, you know, to, to raise the volume on the platform. And the only other thing I'll say is, you know, we have these athletes, doing what is essentially a a silent protest. And then you have other people, media people included. I'll just name one, Aubrey Huff, who are promoting violence and the, the killing of 
um, civilians. So, you know, we're not going to talk about that on this show because what we talk about doesn't relate. Uh, Both shows that we cover happened. Nobody, as far as I know, uh, walked out. So we won't talk about that. But I just wanted to make that point just because we don't talk about it. It's not that I'm not thinking about it. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, let's, uh, the other, other, other couple things I wanted to say. So, um, at the top of this podcast, folks would have heard the voice of Greg Olson. He is uh, the newest member of the Blue Wire team. He is also a, a very, a very good tight end, probably nearing the end of his career a little bit. And, you know, what he was able to do with this podcast called TE1, Tight End One, is is really fun. So if you're a football fan and you like to hear about history and about athletes recognizing athletes, you know, um, someone who is a, a really good football player in Greg Olson talking to other historical players, uh, the first episode is Ozzie Newsom. Like, check it out. It, it, it's really well produced. Uh, Greg Olson is really good uh, in, in podcast form. So just wanted to point that out, uh, that we're getting a little bit of buzz on that. There's media stuff is picking up. And, you know, I, I wanted to hear it myself because uh, he's uh, this is there's there's a big push behind this and, and it's, it's well deserved. Uh, just for our own feed, the Rocky podcast, I put it out a day early. So technically, I did do podcasts Thursday, Friday, hmm. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There you uh, go. You're almost there. <laughs> but uh, that one went out early, and that's the penultimate episode. So Duan and I talked Creed 2, and we will come back one more time next week and do the epilogue. So we'll talk about the whole experience, and we're going to rank all of the movies from uh, 1 through 8 and uh, and you will we'll talk about some other stuff uh, about the things that that you know we just want to close out the podcast uh, summer mini series on. And then last thing before we get to what we usually talk about on our Monday show, we'll have our WCW Saturday Night Review, which is the pre uh, the go home for the Clash, and um, and then we'll have that on the show, and also Justin Nipper. Uh, he interviewed AEW's French language announcer, Nor- Norbert Fuy- Fuyan, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And he, so he did an interview with him. He's, uh, you know, he's the French language announcer for AEW's show. So they had a cool talk. And we're going to put that on the back end of that podcast. And we're also going to put the video of that on the YouTube channel. So you can, you know, Pick your poison, which one you want to listen to. I think we'll have the podcast up earlier than the video, but it'll be there some point next week on the YouTube channel. And I just want to give Justin major kudos to uh, for writing the fourth part of his story on Hannah Kimura. I know it was kind of uh, weighing on his shoulders a bit on how to close down this thing because obviously, you know, it's like, how do you close down uh, a story where we all know that you know, Hannah passed away earlier this year and he did it in a very nice way, a very respectful way. I think it came to a great conclusion on such a sad story. So you can read that on fight game media and the other four, the other three parts are very, very easy to find. So uh, reading them front to back is something that I'm going to do again uh, at some point. And we may, we may put some, we may do some more stuff 
about this story because it's a, it's a story that Justin has followed. He's very close to it. He's talked to so many people about it, whether it's in uh, podcast form or something. I think there's something else with this story that we're going to do. Okay, enough with the plugs, enough with the preview stuff. Uh, did you catch anything Thunderdome related past uh, what we talked about on SmackDown? Um, I watched SummerSlam. Okay, what'd you think? Uh, overall, I thought it was a good show. Actually, I really, I, liked I really it. liked SummerSlam. I liked it better than uh, than Takeover. Um, I really liked um, Orton versus McIntyre. I thought that match was awesome. Yeah, this is my favorite match of the night. Um, they just have tremendous chemistry together. I love the finish; was just beautifully executed. Um, I want and I want more from them, and we're gonna get more from them. So that's pretty cool. Um, I like what they did on Raw too. I thought that was overall all in all really good. So yeah, I mean everything else I thought was it was easy watch. You know, three hours. I've been one pause about the pandemic era for WWE reviews. They're all been you know shorter, Not overproduced. Than, yeah, yeah. Just just so that's it's it's nice, but. Um, um, you know the Thunderdome stuff. Is, it looks cool. I like. I think it looks cool. Um, it's unfortunate that some people, you know, took advantage and did some stupid stuff with it. But that's kind of expect. I guess we we're expecting stuff to happen. You know, people are gonna test the waters. But yeah, they'll figure out how to vet that stuff yeah, out a little yeah. bit better. But other than I, I thought it looked good. Like we talked about last week, I think it does get distracted when you see the hard cam. But it's a cool like opening shot when like they start with the, the pyro and it's all dark and they just mm-hmm. light all the, all the screens and you know they're they're coming out with 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 different ways and you know I appreciate that and it's funny you know AEW did was great at being the first to to bring some kind of uh, uh, some environment to the you know to the shows right yeah. to get some kind of they had actual fans there today yeah yeah they did and that was that was, that was great so that they were. I'm glad they got the ball rolling on that because then they got WWE kind of you know you know they added the the, the wrestlers as fans etc and you know so did AEW. Um, it's funny because I watched <laughs> I watched Impact last night and they still have no fans. Mike Mike Gilbert got you to do it again. And, well, I wanted to see the um, I wanted to see the main event, Deanna Prazo and um, Jordan Grace's thirty. 30 minute Iron Man match. And they kept saying Iron Man match, but I thought they should call it the Iron Woman match. Mm-hmm. But um, um, which actually was a really good match. The really? Finish, the finish was the finish was a little lazy. Um, it could have been a little better. But I that match is the only match that worked with no crowd because it was aggressive, both of them were physical. I Did felt they like slow they it down. Hated. Oh yeah, they slowed it down. They're doing they're doing 30. I'm sure they shaved something off because there's some commercial breaks in there. But um but you know they they are aggressive and physical and and like but the TNA style that impacts wrestling style is like so overly choreographed to me. It's like mm-hmm. and it doesn't really come off well with no fans there. So so but like that's that my, I keep thinking like the whole show until that last match. I'm thinking, God, they either got to change their style, you know, because like you know like the New Japan show with no fans works because that style is very physical, right? It's, but like it's, it's pretty snug. The, there, there's not a lot of. I mean, there's some goofy stuff with the referee, but when it comes to the actual mm-hmm. wrestling, it, it's pretty tight. But like, an Impact needs to figure out a way to kind of get some get some atmosphere in there, you know? Okay, here, so here, here's here's an, here's a question for you. When I look at the folks in that 18 to 35 demographic, mm-hmm. and look, this is not any sort of strategic polling. It is mostly folks on Twitter that I see, and I'm 
pretty sure that they fall into that. Some of them may fall into a, a little bit of you know the the thirty, maybe maybe just under forty, but they don't really care about the tight work, the snug work of a new Japan as much as they care about the excitement and the hype and the flying and the crazy moves like that seems to be what that demographic wants. And so my question to you is if the idea is to chase this 18 to 49 demographic and obviously our, both of our favorite style of wrestling, at least in the U S seems to be NXT, which is um, very, very much catering to people who are older than us. Uh, rather than uh, our age or younger. So if you're a company, if you're a wrestling company, and, and your whole goal is catering and providing viewers to your television station in that demographic, like, wh- like what should the goal be? Should the goal be to do what AEW is doing, which is, you know, the, the, the style isn't very snug. There's a lot of holes in it. There's some holes in the psychology and in the selling. But there's also tons of high flying. There's tons of creative moves. There's tons of there's more stuff than than you really need in a match, or the NXT style, which is a, a little a little slower, a little more fundamental. But they're having such a hard time attracting the 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 really strong demographic, like younger than than you and me. I just I just don't know what the right thing is to do here because if you are a wrestling fan like like you like yourself, what you like. You're gonna see all the holes in the AEW product and go, oh, this is yeah, killing this show. Especially this show, it's like there's so many holes that they might as well just call it Swiss cheese wrestling. It's just so bad, right? But that 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 demographic that they're chasing seems to favor what we don't really care about, um, and 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 that's what that's what they're mm-hmm. they're serving to. Their, so I, yeah, I just I, don't know. I, I I I can't like I can't necessarily say. Well, this sucks because I don't like it, especially if like so many people are enjoying it. Uh, it it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing, and it always makes me wonder. You know, I, it, it makes me happy that I, I'm not actually the the person who's who's making any calls here because I'm, I would just be like, okay, this sucks, and then like it's actually the thing that works, and and I would be way off. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in a year two or like you know next year or year three when. They've ex- they exhausted all these craziness and is it still is it still hot you know is it still people are watching or they want something else or they, do these fans stick around or they move on to something else we to, we'll we'll see that too as well so I don't know man well, a wise man once told me I asked the same thing I was like I just don't get why people like think these matches are so great like the AEW when they're so bad. And then, like a, like a wise man told me, and I'll never forget this. And he's when I asked this question, he goes, "He's like, maybe John, they just don't know what wrestling is anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, they're probably right. It's probably just what it is. Sports entertainment now. It's really is sports entertainment." So um, I don't know. It's 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 modern wrestling. It's it's definitely it's definitely different. Um, you know, first yeah. You know, but I don't, I'm like I said, I'm curious to see like in a couple of years. I mean, AEW's not going anywhere anytime soon, which is good for the business. And we'll see how they are in a, in a couple of years. You know, like I said, like I, like I said a couple of podcasts ago, like AEW reminds me a lot of when Nitro started, just a lot of craziness. Mm-hmm. Everything's happening every segment. And, you know, it was like 
you know, and they were and like and Raw was like slower paced, right? Oh yeah, I mean it, they they caught Raw at the perfect time. You're yeah, talking yeah. 1995 Raw. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and then but as we saw with Nitro, it it kind of fizzled out pretty fast, and, and you know a lot of it because some booking mistakes and but a lot of it they just did so much stuff like they just kept throwing it almost became the same stuff now right you start seeing the same stuff we saw that was working in 97 was now it's getting like old hat in 98 so well i will i will tell you that th- this is something you know we i mean we talked about this already because I, I i thought about it too which is cody and the bucks and moxley and jericho they cannot be the top guys in three years yeah, yeah. it's got to be someone new and if they are then that they better be white hot or else I think exactly what you said, which is the audience just starts finding whatever the, the next coolest thing is. That's the hardest thing about holding holding an audience is, you know, you can be really cool and then all of a sudden you blink and you're not cool and it's like they've moved on to the next thing. So And I and I get a little bit of that vibe. I get a little bit of that vibe of like let's just take Jungle Boy, for example, right? Like sh- He's very popular with the he ladies. Pretty, he looked pretty handsome in that crowd. See, yeah, shit like that. <laughs> like he, he's very popular with the ladies, the young crowd, right? I mean, gosh, it, it's perfect for the eighteen, the the forty demographic, right? Yeah. So, so, but like, I don't feel they are building him correctly. He's, I, I, they give him moments. Well, you've been more okay with them beating him than I have. No, it's it's not about the wins or losses. It's just showing that next step like i just feel like he's in that same spot you know like he just because he's in that tag team which which is just a mid-card act he needs to get away from that so hope i mean hopefully by next year they could figure it out i mean if we're if if he's still in the, the jurassic express in 2021 you know then then we then we have some problems there, but yeah, yeah. and still with Marco Stunt, like I know he likes those guys. Yeah, they're. I mean, and I'm I know sure Jack, he and Marco Stunt are probably pretty close. Jack is very. Uh, he's a loyal guy. He likes his buddies, but at the same time, he has he's to tw- like. He's 21. Like I know, that, I that's, know. That's he, the mentality of a 21 year old. Yeah, of course. You're, you're, you play, you know, someone needs this. I don't know who it is, maybe Jericho or Cody needs to smart, smarten him up to the business side and say, hey, you know, those guys are always going to be there below you you have potential to be the guy here mm-hmm. you know so but also he needs a lot of work too on his promo skills i want to see him i want to see more of that even if it's going to not be the best like i want to see him yeah he literally get the should be cutting promos like on instagram and maybe he is and not public you know not publishing them but that'd be a nice place for him to kind of get some reps in is is with instagram or, or, or do some, something just something like on dark you know mm-hmm. or you know yeah but yeah but we'll see like i said i i you know, I think it's awesome that they're having such much success. I'm, I'm just curious, as you know, like we're just, I want to see what happens later on too. Like that's the true test, you know. All right, let's talk about Thera One CBD. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, especially after my DDP yoga today, man. I was pretty sore. I need I need some of this stuff. <laughs> so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. 
A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler. And these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to dry to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, so Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products, but you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. So you got about, uh, you got about 11 days or so. So definitely check out uh, TheraOne. Uh, I, I, I've already, I've already decided that I'm going to get something there because these, uh, this body, you know, when it gets, when you, when you get a little bit older, man. Yeah. No, I know the, the, the walking and the, the yoga and I already had to stop lifting weights. Like got to find, got to find some relief there. I'm just trying to get up and down from the kids, you know, it's just, <laughs> just like to, you can't sit down, man. They want something. I got three of them, so one's wanting something. <laughs> so, you know, there's no, there's no relax until they go to bed. I know, I know. Okay, so um, let's talk about the shows that we watched in the last two days. So, how was it watching um, NXT on one day and then AEW the next day? Like, I, I kind of like them both on the same day because it just makes it easier for me to to get through the shows. It was kind of weird doing them both on different days. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm actually jonesing to watch my new favorite show, Five Bedrooms on Peacock Network. I've been hooked, oh my on, this, been what hooked is on this show. Oh, it's about these five singles who buy a house together. It's like an Australian dramedy. Um, what is this? The new girl? I don't. <laughs> it's it, no, it's it's more drama than it is comedy, but it's funny. Uh, but I uh, I just you know I just had to give it a shot on on the Peacock the Peacock Network. I like that network. It's pretty cool. And I decided oh, I'll watch an episode and it's kind of like you think it's going to go like, OK, I got this show figured out, but then they do it all in one episode. You're like, wait a second, we got 10 more of this. Right. And it's kind of just throws a lot at you, a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's fun. So I'm like three episodes in. So I'm Jones and watch the fourth. And I've been doing a, something different now than the kids are doing these days. This is how old I am now. I'm not binge watching shows now. I like to give some I like to get some, some let these shows breathe after I watch it. Think about it. Take it all in. It's been a lot more enjoyable experience because uh, I think when you binge, you kind of just you're off to the next one. Oh yeah, forget. You, you forget. But okay, but what are you doing? So you watching one a week, one a day? Like, um, I've been watching one a week. So okay. it's uh, yeah, and I, it got picked up for a second season. Apparently, it's one of those shows that was produced in Australia. It was already aired in Australia, but Peacock picked it up, so it's already been out there. But I just read that they got picked up for a second season, so I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. I'll once we get to the end and you know, hopefully it can continue this momentum. It's been really good. All right. So let's talk about NXT um, and let's go through our likes. I will say before we get started, I was more in the middle on so many things on this show, but I kind of thought in my head, I'm, I'm going to decide and I'll, I'll put likes and dislikes, but there were things that I liked about a segment and then I immediately disliked about a segment. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll sort of explain as, as we talk about it. Um, so, I'll start with um, 
Chiampa. Mm-hmm. He, after losing to Cross, um, I don't know how that was. That was a while ago. That was in your house, right? Yeah. So there, there was a thought. Okay, what what do you do with him? Like he's, is he going to be that vet? Is he going to be you know essentially in the Timothy Thatcher role, which is great wrestler, but he's there to kind of get the next guy over, and and it's quite possible that 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 is still going to be his role, and that that's no shade at Timothy Thatcher. He's literally one of the greatest wrestlers in in wrestling today um and so i was kind of wondering what are they gonna do with chiampa so he's in the the four-way uh next week uh, for the uh, the iron man match and i was like thinking okay so so how do you build him for that match and boom he gets in there he destroys his it's a squash match and then he ter- essentially turns heel at the end and i will say i liked his intensity i liked it wasn't really intensity it was just the look right it was just like that like yeah, crazed pretty, look he was pretty intense it, it was yeah. intense but it wasn't intense in like this raging intensity right no, it, was, it almost, was like a silent assassin kind of intensity it was almost like the athletic not as violent but the chic you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he gave, he gave his opponent no quarter which is jake atlas uh jake atlas god give him credit for just taking that my God, punishment, right? Oh, like, don't they have like a hundred guys who could have done that though? No, it's fine, Jake's. It's fine for it's. He's not in the in the in the cards right now, so it's it's okay. And 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 plus, here's the thing: like, you could throw, let's just say a, a job guy like a like a Griff Garrison, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm, I know he's on AEW. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like a, a just a job guy, normal. And he does that to the jaw guy, which is cool. But you have Jake Atlas, who hasn't been on TV for a little while. He was featured in the tournament. So he has something behind him. So you're okay, Jake Atlas is back. Let's see what he's going to do with Chompa. But then he gets destroyed. And you're like, that's what it just adds to that. Like, oh my God. And it kept going and going. And I liked it, it kept going too. I wasn't expecting the slingshot under the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that looks so good. And mm-hmm. Jake's, he might have just, took, I don't know, he sold it so well. I was believing he really did hit his face on that. You know, great job by him. And um, but this is where I expected Champa to go, especially after that when he was beat by Cross very convincingly at uh, Takeover in Your House. And because the next, not yeah, the next show they show Champa going, getting his car with his bag after the show, right? And they're trying to get an interview, and he had nothing to say. He didn't want to talk to anyone, right? And like I felt like okay, he's coming back as the old Champa, or but but he came back as the old Champa, you know, turned it up to level you know twelve. So um, I think his always progression was going to be a heel coming back, um, and I think it's now it just kind of works out for their benefit because you know they're down a heel because of the cross entry. So yeah, I, I mean I, this is all my likes too. I, I I really like this, and it's shoot, let's get a let's have a match where a guy just goes out there and gets over right like. Let's don't I, don't. I don't need an eight minute back and forth. Like I want to see some guy just go in there and kick someone's ass, and that, so that was that was fun. Okay, the MVP of this segment though was the referee. Was, Which was one that, was that Drake? Who who was the one that was screaming at Ciampa? Was he the? <laughs> I was laughing because he did one. <laughs> yeah, Drake. It must have been Drake. Uh, Drake worse. Uh, the old Drake. Old uh, as wrestled as Drake younger. Uh, I was laughing because when he did the uh, when Chava did the slingshot to Atlas, like he jumped up, like oh my god, but jumped up and did like a little kick, and his arms were flying all over the place. So, so the dying. reason the reason why I think he's the MVP is because 
the wrestlers who are in the crowd started marking out for Ciampa. And he his he was yelling at Ciampa to show oh, yeah. that, no, 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 this guy's a dick. He's a heel. You're not supposed to cheer him. You need to boo him. And then they started booing him after that. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I thought they all did. It was good they had everyone come out, you know, and, and all the refs came out and... It was, and I liked, it, liked the directing of it. Um, you know, like the, the, the WWE style she can, which you don't really see too much on NXT. It's mostly on Raw and SmackDown, but like they they really use the the, the floor can. They're really ex, you know emphasis on the chaos, which I thought was really good. So yeah, this this segment was definitely on my likes, and I really enjoyed it. What about another one on your likes? <laughs> Well, I don't know if I like the results, but I understand it. But uh, I really liked the tag team match with the Imperium Rizongo. I thought it was that was pretty damn good. Imperium's so good, so there was um, the match was really well done. The only thing I didn't like about the match was the fact that you know remember the slingshot spot where uh, uh, Tyler Breeze slingshot. I think it was Fabian Eichner, and then he Fabian Eichner falls back on his knees, and then and then uh, Fandango like kind of slingshots in with like a leg drop. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that he he walked over, he let go of the tag rope to tag the back tag him. So it wasn't really a legal tag when he did it. So it was kind of like, ugh, come on, that's that's a, not a, that's not a mistake these guys should make. But um, maybe uh, Tyler Breeze was too far away from the corner than he should have been. But um, other than that, I thought the match was good. I love my I I popped when um, Tyler Breeze got the hot tag, but then Fabian Eichner just clotheslined the shit out of him. Like that was so cool. That was that was something I wasn't not expecting. Um, yeah, I mean, I get the result because I'm pretty sure that, you know, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, who I feel could be the next Randy Orton, that's how good he is with his facial expressions and his work, um, are going back to, you know, the UK. They're going to fly out there, quarantine did, for 14 days. I don't that, know how they're going to get there. Do it? I don't, I'm, I assume they're, I mean, they seem, this seemed like a, uh, you know, they're leaving and, you know, they're starting the tapings of an NXT UK. So, I mean, it's going to be weird with just hearing him with just Walter and um, Alexander Wolf. I mean, it's okay for him to be a tag team here, but like, you know, when Wal- I don't know. I just, I want them all together. So, I think that's the mentality. I think you'll see, you'll see those two guys go. I also think you'll see Rich Holland go too as well. And, you know, so I, I, I don't know. Is the UK not allowing people in the country or? They must be doing some kind of travel to end, but there must uh, be some yeah, serious I, I quarantine. I, I really, I really don't know exactly how that would work. But that's what it seemed to be, and and then Brizongo and for your for your benefit will be just probably a transitional tag team champ. Don't 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 expect them to hold the belts too long. I I kind of feel like they're gonna be get, seems like they're meeting the feud with uh, Raul Mendoza and Walking Wild. So I, I can see those guys winning, which would be cool. I actually would like to see those guys as tag champs. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't. I just don't like when NXT is usually pretty good with their belts, and this just seemed like, oh, you know, the jobber team is is now the tag team champions. Have they? What did they win? One, two matches from that I've seen. Um, so I just, like if they if they went on like a four match winning streak, mm-hmm. I think I'd be a lot more okay with it than I am, but. You know, I just they, they they lost a match and then they went in that three way and they won they won that three way or, or whatever that match was, and so you know at least they won one match. But I just don't like it when the team that is kind of like the doormat all of a sudden ends up as the champions. Like it's kind of it's it's kind of fun if it's like a 
you know, a, a, a certain type of wrestler, but these guys are like WWE castoffs. Like I, I, I don't get the appeal of having the guys that failed in WWE come to NXT and all of a sudden they're like these underdogs. Like, no, they're not any, they're not underdogs. They were on Raw and SmackDown forever. Like I don't, I don't get that part of it. So yeah, I didn't like it. I hope, like I said, but what you said, I hope, I hope they are transitional champions because they're good wrestlers. Um, I just don't buy them as anything, but you know, guys to get other people over. And I didn't like to finish the double goofy double leg drop or whatever. That's like, his finisher, though. Yeah, but it's on, he's usually on one guy, right? It was, it was even more impressive when he connected with two. I mean, that's a hard thing to do, right? So, <laughs> I mean, he beat Chris Jericho in WrestleMania with that move. Well, sure as shit, he could beat Fabian Eichner with it at, at, at NXT on USA. It, was, it looked, it did not look great. It looked goofy to me with the sp- do, you oh, know, man, you're being harsh. Laying out, being hard. La- laying out both legs to hit both guys, and then pinning one guy. It was well, silly. Pinned the legal, pinned the legal guy. I know, but no. but but it, it's silly if he's doing it with two legs rather than with one leg when he's only pinning one guy. Like, but he took, but he took out. Cause you see all the near falls, all the breakups, the pin attempts. He took out both. So now that once he hit the, once he hit the double leg drop, I was like, Oh shoot, they're winning. I couldn't believe it. Cause I wasn't expecting the title change. I was expecting just to be in a good match. It's just, it's goofy and, breeze on go stuff. It's good. It's goofy. No, Fandango no, stuff. No. That just is so annoying. Like it, it was it, good. I mean, that's a dope ass okay, spot. It's going to mean zip in like, two weeks it's, why because he's gonna miss it <laughs> no because they're good they're not gonna get over they're not gonna be pushed as as champions well who knows i don't know we I, i'm not i don't have two weeks in my future right now so i don't know but i think you know like i know what you're saying about the you know, they weren't on this big win streak they lost a few and now they won the titles but it's like you know it's like our, our beloved giants right they're the doormat of the west for the season, but now all of a sudden they were on a seven game winning streak. Yeah, but or, they know, won seven games. I they didn't just know, win one. No, but this, you know, it, they had a good night. They had a good <laughs> night. They had a good night, man. I don't know if can win it sometimes. And it's okay. Like I said, I think there will be a transitional. I don't think they'll hold the belt long. I think they're really high on Elegato, uh, the Fantasma group, and they should because I think they're. They're a talented uh, trio, so um, and I, I would like to see all those guys with the belts. And let's see Raul Mendoza with the belt because that guy has been such a workhorse, and um, I, I, that would be cool to see. So I'm, I'm root for that to happen, and uh, I hope they'll have a good match. You know. Okay, so my second like was also a bit of a shock, like a kind of a, how you were shocked that Brizango won was. Shotzi winning and I I didn't necessarily like the match like I it, it was but there was some fun energy I think she has a lot of charisma that I think is, I think when she does get pushed I think people are going to get behind her just because she's pretty darn likable and she's kind of mm-hmm. goofy you know she's got that like Bailey energy a little bit uh, I hope she I hope she could be as good of a wrestler as Bailey. Um, and so I like that because it was a surprise that, you know, it was a weird, you know, every time you see like a baby face match, you're like, this is kind of weird. Like what's going on here? And, and so, so I liked it. I liked her winning. I thought she was very easy to root for. I, I started, I found myself pulling for her to win this match, but I have to say the stuff before the match with Robert Stone oh, was, that was beyond, on my beyond dumb. And like, um, 
nobody looks like a bigger dummy than Aaliyah as, as not doing anything, not doing anything. Like Shotzi drives right over him. She can literally throw her mm-hmm. off. She could pick oh, yeah. the car up. She could yep, yep. do something. And he's just, I'm with you. Oh my God. It was so bad. But I didn't want that to take away from what I thought was kind of a cool moment, especially for her, because, you know, this is, this might be a break. And, and, and if they do see something in her, it also could mean that, that me is going up. I don't know that to be sure, but, uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised to, to see it happen. And I was, I was kind of, like I said, I was rooting for it. Yeah. They're definitely really high on Shotzi. From just from how she's been featured on almost every episode, and she you know even though she's lost her fair share of matches, you can tell that you know they're really you know into her because she does have a great look and she has a um uh you know an energy about her that does make you cheer for. Her. I like shots. She's a great. She gave, she also gives great hugs by the way. Um, <laughs> and maybe she is. Little, she, she is like Bailey then. She yeah, better hugs actually. Um, <laughs> she uh, she she needs a lot of work. She's gonna definitely have to. She definitely have to be in with someone that's gonna guide her. Yeah. Um. I was with like you. All my dislikes. We'll talk about now. Um. The sh- shots he runs over Robert Stone again. Like, I think that was you know him being the wily coyote to the Roadrunner. You know of this this these with, with Shotzi. It just drives me. It's it should be over now. Let's just end it. Um, I think it's okay. Now let's, let's turn up the notch on Robert Stone at least. Let's get some make make him a little more serious. Um, yeah, I didn't like the fact that I mean it was funny in a way because that visual of him like underneath that tank was funny, but at the same time like why isn't Ilya doing? She she looks like she looks confused like what she needs to do. Um, but I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't a really good camera angle of what happened to her. But she, or but then she's kind of like walking in the back. I don't know. It was. I wasn't into it at all. It's, yeah. I, I didn't like that. But the match, eh, it was all right. Um, um, Shotzi, like I said, she's inconsistent. So we'll, we'll see as they go. But I mean, she has a, a world of potential, and they're gonna give her a shot. I can. You know, if she's in there with EO one day, I think EO would be. Uh, she might have to slow it down a little mm-hmm. bit, but they will have a. They will, they'll have a good match. All right. What was another one of your likes? Um, I, I enjoyed the main event. I like the story. I like the work. Um, there's one part I did not like. So, I mean, you know, no match is perfect, but like the match, you know, they built up, they built right away to Rhea and Reina, uh, Reina, that's her old name, Raquel Gonzalez mm-hmm. going at it, right? And they did some cool stuff. Both, both women just beating the hell out of each other. Um, but when EO tags in, she comes in like a house of fire, and she like gets in the second rope and she hits a Huracarana on on Raquel. And Raquel has to take like this weird, awkward bump to the outside. I'm like, why do they have her bump for, you know, for EO? I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I don't know if that was planned. I don't know if that was a mess up or what. But like, you know, she should have caught her in that in that Huracarana, maybe held her, and she's not gonna power bomb her because you don't want her power bombing EO because her finisher is basically a power bomb, right? She could have held her and brought her to the corner, tagged in Dakota or something different. Because I think the heat spot kind of took soon, quickly turned after that. So I was a little disappointed in that. But other than that, I liked the match. I liked Mercedes' interference. I loved, my God, I loved uh, Rhea's cell. I liked her stumbling in. Like, she tags in. She's groggy. She tags in. She stumbles. Like... And she loses, which I'm fine with because there was a reason why she lost, right? The interference and she was knocked out. She was concussed, maybe. Adds more heat to a future match with Raquel. 
And so, yeah, I thought this was, uh, and I, of course, keeps, you know, the flame alive for, you know, her versus uh, Mercedes. So, a lot of good stuff here, I thought. <clears throat> okay, this was on my dislikes because I think she's losing too much. I think she is at, you know, we talked about this, around, you know, right before WrestleMania time, she was maybe the hottest star in the entire company. And I don't think she would even be in the top four or five right now. And this is because, you know, she 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 lost match Charlotte. She then lost the fall at uh, In Your House. And, you know, she lost here again. It's just if she's if she is going to be like the baby face. I know I know that they're trying to get heat on her character and then build up, you know, who she's going to face so that because mm-hmm. otherwise people just think that she's going to run over the, these women. Yeah. Then, then why watch the match? Is she just going to destroy me? Like you have to have some kind of obstacle obstacle for her like she needs something kind of be in her way and which which is fine except i don't feel like this is long term something that they were necessarily planning for because if they were then maybe she only loses you know once instead if if they're gonna have her lose this match then then maybe she doesn't lose uh, as many times before this match i just don't think the booking is necessarily as long term as it needs to be to build up stars and this is the only reason I don't like this is because I think she's the goods. And and I just don't think that the booking is is long term enough to to protect her in certain situations so that when she needs to lose, like if she needs to lose here, then she can. But I think because she's lost a few times in the past, it's just too much. And I, and I just worry that, you know, we have a, a, a falling star instead of a rising star before she really hits that peak. I think she's talented enough to fight through it and to, and to be okay with it. But uh, I, it just bothers me when WWE has a babyface star in the making and then they just have the person start losing and it's just like oh like the, the, she's at the cusp and she's right there and and now she's back down a little bit again i mean since those two losses the charlotte and the three-way match at uh, in your house like her loss has only been when someone's interfered right so and they're just they're, like i said they're building up challenges for her um she's gonna you know she's sh- gonna knock down those challenges and then she'll probably get the title again i assume that she I mean, but, but do you, you do you agree that you know, at one point she was like the hottest thing on the brand, and now she's you know there there's yeah. other stuff that that's hotter than her. I know. I wish they would have just you know went with Rhea over Charlotte. You know, and then yeah, in hindsight, know, absolutely in hindsight, yeah, especially because you know Charlotte got hurt and stuff. So and yeah, and then what do you do when you know what do the, what does the NXT need to do? They need to build her back up, mm-hmm. right? They need to. So that's what they're doing. How, like she's going to be wrestling a girl that's her equal in size. There, she's going to be wrestling a girl who. Who exudes a just just a killer, a badass. So you know she's gonna be, you know, leading up to hopefully a match with EO. I still want to see that one on one match. So um, I hope, uh, you know, I hope EO keeps it for a while. Well, she's I mean she's talking about it. She hasn't forgotten it. Yeah, they they've been teasing it too. So it's not like they're just buddy buddy. They're they're teaming. They're together in this feud as as a common goal. But they're not really that yeah good friends. So yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. They'll get her there. And plus, you know. It's it's tough to I really wish you know of course that's not can't say fans because it's just not happening right now but like you know I think I think you know she'll have those big moments again hopefully they'll be there when fans come back oh she had that one with Shayna which was awesome yeah that was that was so great. amazing that was great yeah and then, then the momentum was going good and and then uh, 
I wonder if the pandemic doesn't happen. She goes over Charlotte or 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 what? But I don't know. Yeah, it's, don't it's know. here. Yeah. Okay, so my other like, my third like was um, the finish to uh, Escobar and Swerve. The, I thought that match was a little sloppy in the beginning. Like I and and I was kind of thinking it, and then the cameras told me that it was because there was like three moments where they shot the angle that was not the good angle, and I just assumed it was because you know it wasn't it wasn't a, re- a really good uh, a really good move or a really tight move. Um, but in the end, I think they got me. I, I kind of, I mean, I I think we could all sort of smell what the finish, what, not not exactly the finish, but what was going to happen, which was Escobar is going to win. But I still thought it was pretty creative putting the Lucha mask on and whatever's the gimmick in the mask and, and winning in that way. I thought that was a fun match. It was exciting. It was high flying. It was, uh, it was really fast. And, and so, you know, that, the, it, it because the NXT, uh, wrestling style is a little bit slower just in general that match stands out because it is it is a little bit more quick and fast-paced yeah it was it was good i i think the sloppiness you might be think thinking i think is mostly because these sort of does these really cool like he's just a, such a smooth athlete like he could do these things so easily probably in his sleep yeah like these but they look so so fake you know at times like he the guy's you know, has to wait there. Um, there's a couple moves, uh, and, and Escobar, who has a lot of charisma, great facial expressions, but he's still in that lucha mode when it comes to selling. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when uh, um, uh, Swerve deadlifts that German suplex on him, he's just sitting there, you know, like not even struggling to get out of it. He just kind of sits there and lets, it takes a move. And I like the finish was good. I thought the ref repositioning was great. Um, I think I'm trying to remember who ref that meant. I think it's Daryl. Cause yeah, yeah. Daryl, like he's, you know, he's trying to separate them and get Swerve back in the ring. Cause at Swerve, my favorite part of the match is when Swerve just goes off. Like it wasn't typical, like, you know, move, bang, bit, bump, move, bump, move, bump a guy. Like he was like throwing punches and rights and he was so aggressive. Like he wanted to kill Escobar. And so the referee's trying to back him up because Escobar, you know, takes a little bump to, out through the ropes. And he, like, you know, turns his, puts his butt towards the outside. And he's holding, you know, Swerve by his waist and trying to pull him away. Like, get away from the ropes, you know, let the guy get back in the ring. And that's when, you know, Escobar puts the mask on, hits that great headbutt. And I like it because I want to see this, this program continue. I, I I think Swerve has a ton of potential. And... um I love, I want to see more of it, and we are next 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 week. We're getting well, your favorite tag team, um, Brazongo <laughs> and Swerve against uh, Legado de Fantasma in a street fight, which will be interesting. And I hope they come they come with some street clothes on. You don't want them That's in the wrestling gear? No, I, they probably will be. But like you know, I know, I know Brazongo. They, they can come out the khakis and uh, <laughs> I don't know whatever the stylish. You know, you know, you, you go Santana Row. You let me know that that kind of the Santana Row style sailor suits. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, but um, yeah, I hope that matches next week's good. All right, was there what else was on your likes? No, that was it. I had okay. Already. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, another one of our sponsors before we get to the dislikes. Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With the NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. 
No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Are you ready for the Niners to, to try and get back to the Super Bowl? I don't know how I feel about this season. <laughs> With the pandemic football now, like, I don't know. Baseball is already kind of... You get lost when there's success, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. I get excited, but so we'll see how the we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I just no bubble, which is scary. Yeah. Um, and so you know, this is a, a lot more you know physical game where they're on each other all the time. It's just, it's just, just yeah. I mean, how many cancellations we'll get in this season, right? So we should see. I I, I don't know if we'll get a lot. Unless it just breaks out, because I think they're going to keep a, a pretty long tail of guys who will be available to play if somebody does get sick. Bet Online should have, they should have a, will this game get canceled because of COVID? <laughs> That's what I would Well, do. there's only one guy who's still, who's still on the, um, I guess they have an injured list for COVID positives. There's only one player in the NFL who still is on that list. So that was kind of. I was I was surprised. I was like, wow. But they, you know, they're they're only playing with their own teams right now. They they have to now mix with uh, with with who they're gonna play pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, season starts in like two weeks. Like almost. Well, exactly. Let's see what wide receivers we have on our Niner team. That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh like, it seems like everyone tra- every every t- every week someone's getting hurt. And I, I Ta- Tavon Austin and JJ Nelson. They signed a guy who I thought was like. A super fake name. I was like, oh, this is like a John Madden football creative guy. His first name was River. It's like, who's River? I've never heard of a football player named River before. But he was. They signed him too. Was there a fan of River Phoenix? The family. Uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, that's possible. How he got his name. Yeah. There's a. Uh, um, I think there's a guy, a character on a really good show on Netflix called The Politician. I think his name is River as well. That's the only other River I've heard. I don't remember his name, but I'm reading this one article and it's like, oh, this this kid's this young rookie they have is faster than Debo Sanders and oh know, yeah yeah, yeah. and then next week hurt or next day was like hurt right, in practice. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so but like I said, I'm not. It's just a weird. Weird time for sports. And there's, I mean, there's no preseason games, so that's the other weird thing about the oh, NFL. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's probably a positive for the Yeah, guys, I mean, it's, like it's, it's, it is a positive. Okay, let's get to dislikes. So, obviously, Karrion Cross, um, he had to relinquish his title. He's got a shoulder separation, more than likely. We'll see how how long he's gone. He's probably gone for a decent amount of time if he had to give up his title. Uh, four to six months is the, looks like the, I mean, I was looking up shoulders and separations. It looks like four to six months is kind of like time frame. So we'll see. And so they try, they brought him out to relinquish the title and to cut a promo. And the thing about his character is that he's, he's sort of like this mystical beast and to do a promo that was sort of like kind of real but kind of in character i didn't think worked great for the character i would have loved to see him say nothing and for the announcers to explain what happened and just for him to kind of show he could have showed a little bit of something in his face but the second he opened his mouth and he sort of described what was going on 
I was like, ah, like they're like the reason part of the reason why his character works is because this is not what he does. And so I thought that was weird. I know why they did it. Like, I mean, this is like a real thing. Like the guy had reached a certain a certain peak in, in, in his career and then he has this thing happen to him. So, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. I just didn't like the way that it happened because I just thought it was like too, too different from who he normally is. I, th- I thought it was good. I like that. I like the foreshadowing of like, hey, I'm going to be back and here's, you know, soon. And then when I do come back, it's going to be his again. And everyone's not, everyone's, everyone's not safe. And I liked how they ended it with the hourglass, you know, with the title and the visual of that. Um, yeah, you know, I guess I could, I understand some of the, some of your thoughts on that, but, um, I mean, he's not as mystical as Scarlet is, you know, but, um, he hasn't really done any fire or or, <laughs> or made the or made the tr- Titan Tron go up in flames, which I thought was a cool visual. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get your I get your thoughts on that. And um, I wouldn't have him say nothing though. That that would be that would be bad. An announcer explaining it, or Willem Regal coming out in a Zoom meeting video. Like oh, he was there actually. Thank goodness this time. Um, but um, I don't know. It's a tough situation. I mean, they're obviously you know on Saturday they weren't planning that to do this. To open the show up for Wednesday, right? So, a lot of things got changed for them, and they had to rewrite some some storylines. And um, so, I thought they did the best they could with the situation. Uh, what What about dislike for you? I'm not into this. I don't know Nickelodeon, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox <laughs> storyline. I'm just. <laughs> Like, I'm friends with her, but we had, you know, I don't know what's going on. We there was some talk. other friends stuff going on AEW tonight about being friends. Oh, goodness. And then, like, oh, I can't wait to talk about that show. Well, I, maybe I should. Maybe I need a Men in Black memory wipe after watching the AEW show. But, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can see them thinking, yeah, I can see the creative people. I don't know who it was, but like, who, who's in, in charge of the storyline? Like, oh, let's do something different. But like, eh, this is, I didn't like Candace's promo. I, I, this is, this is definitely, I was like, well, I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see if there was a real issue, but this is just, we'll see how it ends up, but I'm not feeling that at all. All right. So, my next one uh, was actually I've given all three of mine already. So just in, just in talking about yours, so you can you can finish off with your dislikes. Um, my last one was Thatcher challenging Priest. You know he lost at Takeover a few days before. Like I don't like a guy challenging someone after they just lost. I know it's a heel thing to do because, and I understand he like he was just basically saying I could be a better ch- champ, represent that title better than you, mm-hmm. right? But I would like to see some momentum behind him and then have that happen, right? I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling it. I, I want to see that match. I just maybe I want to see it maybe a month from now. Maybe when Thatcher goes on another streak or something like that. But I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that. Um, I think the match is going to be good when they do wrestle. So we'll see. But yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. Um, okay, so um, I guess we can uh, actually before we talk about AEW, what was your thoughts on their idea for the uh, title match on next week? A little much with the Iron Man stipulation, but I know they they've done four ways with the belt before, and they they just they're just trying try and spice it up. Iron matches are tough sometimes they can i mean there's been really good ones but you know people know it's going to go 30 minutes right so um i 
what's good Did is it that say it's 60 like, or 30 was it oh maybe it was 60 I actually thought it was 60 yeah it's 60 minutes so i kind of wish honestly i wish they would have done a royal rumble mm. an old school royal rumble on network television with 30 guys and i know you're thinking like what about the, who how can how they have 30 guys right now that they can put in there like well you know what you do that's when you have some surprises. That's when you have some guys from the main roster show up, you know, a couple guys like that. Like, like have fun with it, you know. Um, but, I mean, the four guys in it are all tremendous. So, uh, I mean, if they can pull it off, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have confidence they can pull it off. I just think it's like, it was a little bit much, but I... I'm I'm staying positive because of the four guys who are in it. It's going to be interesting, and I don't know who they're going to go with. I keep thinking about it. Cole just lost it, so I don't think it's going to be Cole again. Gargano, no. So it's either up for Finn and Tommaso, and I kind of I kind of want to see Finn win it, and then Tommaso challenge him down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how I would go with it. My thinking is that whoever wins it is immediately going to lose it to Cross when he comes back so that they can continue what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. whatever they were going to do. And that makes sense to me. You know, the, the, they can get four four months out of, four to six months out of, out of, out of the title. And Finn is a fantastic champion. Mm-hmm. And he could have matches, you know, in the next one or two takeovers before they get back to Cross and then Cross could win it again. I the thing that I like so immediately when I when I first saw what they were doing I was like oh man like we were just about to sort of enter this new era and now we're going back to you know the previous era but when I thought about it I was like okay this is fine because the whole game is to get cross back into the mix and it's totally fine if they if they do that because the wrestling is going to be good so I I wasn't worried I wasn't frustrated with that then it and it made sense the four guys he picked too it was like you know he's throwing like a lower rung guy it's like no this is this is gonna be four guys but it's gonna be an all-star cast yeah, right they're, so they're four best guys or whatever yeah yeah so i, I mean I, I i dug it i i think the thing that i would have rather have seen is i would have liked them to get two weeks of tv out of it because if you did two matches next tuesday and then you did the championship match the next week then you get two weeks out of a build mm-hmm. By doing everything next week, you know, they're calling it Super Tuesday. They're trying to make it a big show. I get that part. It is going unopposed because it's going on Tuesday night. And I think uh, I think uh, AEW is on a Wednesday that week. Yeah. So it is unopposed. I just, uh, it would have been cool to see, you know, a couple week build out of this to kind of build up like, oh, because we just saw, you know, Adam Cole and Keith Lee, you know, what was it like six, what was it uh four weeks ago or whatever so we just it's not like we are we haven't seen a title change on tv in a long time so i, I would have liked to see them get two weeks and you could have two really good matches to to build to that to that great match and if you want to do an iron man match do an iron man match but i just thought i thought they could have gotten uh you know a little bit more of a build out of it yeah yeah no i, I can see that too okay so let's talk about AEW. um okay so the likes I would say I would say that it, differing from the NXT show where I was kind of in the middle on a lot, I clearly like some things and I clearly dislike some things. So it was mm-hmm. it was like very clear Which, on the things that I liked and disliked. Overall thoughts? Which is really I thought this was one of the worst shows they they did. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was 
usually what I like out of it is I like the energy. It feels like it's something. It feels like something's going on. And it was like they had one extra week before the go home. And that's what it felt like. <laughs> it was like next week's the go home. And we don't have a ton right now. And we're just going to, we just need to do this show. There, I mean, there was some really silly stuff on this show. Ugh. I think the, the main problem with the show was Tony Khan needs to hire a person that's going to time his show correctly. It was, it was not, it was not well-timed at all. And he's doing that, the that's, time. That's right. part. That's part of my dislikes when we get there. Yeah, he is. He is in charge of that. He's running that, and you can tell he's inexperienced at that. I mean, having people not have entrances, um, you're cutting your main event down to like less than what? I think it was eight seven minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was like seven Shit. something. And they're rushing through this. It meant nothing. Zero impact. Then you had. Then you still had to do this angle with. You know, Orange Cassie and Jericho afterwards, which exposed that Orange Cassie can't throw a pu- working punch. Um, he kind of did a little well at the end, but God, he's, he's, this is how these indie guys don't understand how to brawl. They don't understand how to fight. They just don't have to throw these, you know, these, these dumb forearm shots. So uh, that really exposed him there. Um, but they had to rush that in there, get that in there before they went out there. And they just went off the air, like, okay, we gotta go. And, um, yeah, just, he really needs to hire someone that can kind of, you know, hey, we need to cut here. We need to do this. Like, there's no reason at all that that Lance Archer um, squash match should have went that long. You know, especially when you know you're short on time or you know you're going to be short on time. Like, there's no reason for that. He doesn't. You know, Lance Archer doesn't need to do every move in his freaking arsenal, right? Like, get over the freaking claw and get over it. You know, and then the and then the promo afterwards. Oh my god, that was on my list, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> so my guess is that the Mox MJF thing is what went a little bit long. Well, then you you there's you give the time to certain things you want to feature. There's certain things like, you know, like even the Bucks in the opening could have should have went over a little faster on uh, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. Like they could have, they could have, you know, that was a little bit too long for that match. So they, they could have shaved time in certain areas, but um, yeah, they didn't. Okay, so let's get to the verse like. So the uh, at the end of the gauntlet match, you know, there, there's this big angle. Pa- Hangman Page comes out. He kind of interrupts the match, and the Bucks lose. And rather than do what I thought they were going to do, which is FTR and the best friends now have like a 10-minute match because mm-hmm. it's the last guys, it wasn't. It was like a brutal match. The best friends were beaten up from a long match with the Bucks. FTR comes in and takes takes care of business and, and wins very impressively. I liked the way that FTR got put over in this match, heading on to the uh, to the tag team titles with with Paige and Omega. They just look like, you know, you, you, you when we talked about um, early before AEW even started, you know, I think a lot was interpreted out of this idea of like a sports presentation. They're the team that is presented like real sports, like, yeah. That that is the team for what we sort of thought maybe that Tony Khan had meant, but that's the team that that does that job really really well. Yeah, they're the uh, the the human daughter on the monsters, and everyone else is like these monsters, <laughs> right? That's what they are. Like they're like and is they're like wait wait you had a monsters pool. quote, and I think WWE had a the, the Shayna and Nia Jax didn't they have like a like a Haystack Calhoun, I think they well, but didn't didn't they mention like Adam's family? Adam's family, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, shit. <laughs> told you, I'm probably gonna be on the writing team soon. Um, 
<laughs> no. Um, but the I had the gauntlet tag on my on my dislike just because that young bucks and best friends match was just so bad. Like beyond bad. Like there's a point dude, dude go back and watch it. Anyone want to go back to watch it. There's a point where Chuck Taylor is on the outside and he's and he's helping Trent get back in the ring and he's saying, "Go make the tag." He's still on the floor. Like you how's that going to benefit when you're not in your corner to make the tag? Like he's such a it was stupid. They 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 they're so bad. Of you know, a billion moves. A roll up is a finish. After all the stuff they kicked out of, the roll up is a finish. Um, the shocking. I mean, Adam Page coming out. It was a little bit, sh- I guess, a shocking twist. But then I didn't like the reaction of the young bucks, like sitting on the apron, like hands on the hips, like what are you doing? Oh my god! Like, would they be a little more pissed than that? Okay, so I'll little, tell you what I did. I'll tell you what I didn't like about that because that this this part of this match was also on my dislikes. So the hangman stopped, what was it, the Melter driver or whatever they were setting up to yeah, do? Yeah. And all he did was grab Nick, but Matt still got pinned clean. Like, so mm-hmm. it's not like he actually caused Matt to lose the match. Well, he distracted them. He, distract, he distracted yeah. them, sure. But Matt got pinned clean. So the actual part where supposedly hangman caused them to lose like he was part of the reason they lost but it wasn't like he hit one of them you know and turned heel on them and and caused them to lose in an unfair way so their reaction because i i these both of these things are on my dislikes not only the finish of that match but also their reaction in the back oh where they were talking about you're not our real friend. Like, that's why you're mad? I mean, I guess, the, you know, the the elite, they're tight, whatever. But this is a competition, and you're supposed to... You want to win a match to face these dudes in, in uh, for the tag team titles. And the thing that you're mad about is not that you got screwed out of the match to, to get to the titles, mm-hmm. but that Adam Page was really what they thought he was, which was not a good guy. It was like, Keep if talk. you guys thought about this, if you thought in November he was not a good guy, you should be mad at yourself, not at Adam yeah. Page. Yeah. Keep talking, Gary. You're going to hate this show. I'm telling you. No, I, I mean, and, I, I, it, it wasn't one of my favorite shows, but I, I didn't dude, hate it. Dude, it, it, Matt Jackson trying to cry <laughs> was like Razzie material here. Oh, my God. And you're crying? You're crying over this? You're heartbroken that you have... A friend you've been having, a quote-unquote friend that you've been having issues for how many months now? So now drink in his face. Yeah, like... Whatever that was. was. What was that? What was that drink? I was probably some Jack Dance. Now I'm even more No, it was like a red drink. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know. I thought he's a Jack guy. But anyway, it's like... It's just... (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. This is so bad. This is... I I wonder if they pre-taped... Amateur hour. They had to have pre-taped that, right? I would hope that couldn't have been I don't know. live. I mean, well, I mean, it would make no, they, it would make actually, a lot of they, sense if it was live because it was bad. But they should have pre-taped that thing. And they like, and they they thought about this too, and they said, "I'm gonna go out there and be emotional." Like, no, dude, be pissed. Yeah, not emotional that you're sad and about to cry because you lost your best friend. Like, be pissed because one, like you said, they got screwed out. You screwed them out of your tag title shot because let's listen. That's what's been goal right is mm-hmm. since the start is to win the tag titles. You got screwed out of that. Oh man. 
Okay, this that match itself was just <laughs> we, we, no, it was we, so bad. We dumped into the into the dislikes uh, very quickly, but well, it's was easy because most of the show was. Was there anything that you liked on this show? <laughs> I liked the Sheeta Thunder Rosa vignette was pretty cool. Was like, I thought that was, was I thought good. that was pretty solid. Billy, nice got Billy little... Corgan on there. Yeah, it, and I like that he used the footage of the NWA and stuff. So it got a little. It was a good little piece of business. But like other than that, like I mean, I mean, shoot, I mean. <laughs> And I, I'll just have another, another. I liked, I liked the MJF promo itself. I hated the goofiness of the freaking. I hate the goofiness of the stipulation. I hate the goofiness of him in a stupid, you know, neck brace, which is going to be fake, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do something next week. I'm sure. You know, it's not gonna be. He's not that badly hurt, I guess. And and it got. It was good, even to that last line where. Ambrose Moxley said that you know two things are gonna happen you know or two things you gotta remember you know you know on you know what you say doesn't matter and also me signing this contract doesn't matter I'm still gonna drop you know destroy you right like I thought that was a cool way to end it right just end it there but no now we got the stupid extra page now he's gonna wrestle now he wants to wrestle now he wants to he wants to wrestle the 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 lawyer like he's so upset this lawyer all of a sudden no he doesn't want to wrestle him he just wants to like beat him up but he's a rest how why is a lawyer wrestling like we haven't established that he can wrestle like why is he forced to wrestle i think that's uh antonio the promised thomas like one of his old tag team partners well, that's cool but he's but still like what is this happening like i know mgf is gonna do something and they're gonna lay him out or you know but i just yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the ending of it, but I enjoyed the whole entire promo that MJF cut. I thought he was he was on point here. I thought it was good. That's it's my favorite thing, probably on both shows. Um, I, I like you know MJF. This is where you you just marvel at his age and go, wow, mm-hmm. like this guy's just a stud at such a young age. And I like the fact that this this kind of reminded me a little bit of how. You know, because a lot of people look at like 1998, 1999 WWE as like, oh, so good. And like there were char- the, the, their characters were way over, like their top guys were way over. But there was so much dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And But Austin, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like he would be in dumb stuff, but he would never look dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about this with Mox, because he, some of it was goofy and he's kind of smirking and he's laughing like MJF's like making fun of his hairline. But then at the end... He's still gonna be, you know, he's he's still he's still gonna gonna get over at the end by being smarter than you know these goofy guys, and so I like that about it because he still has his his dignity as a babyface, like he still has his dignity as the smart champion. This is why he's the champion. He doesn't get sucked into this dumb stuff and get you know outsmarted by you know the heel. So I like that part of it, and you know it, it just it we we both talked about how this feud and this build hasn't really done much for us yet, but I think this was my favorite thing out of, out of the uh, whole build so far. Yeah. Yeah. This is better than what they've previously done. And I, I, I thought Mox was, was really good here too, as well. Like I said, I wish it would just ended right where I said it should have ended. And I would have been okay. I thought this would have been a great segment. And the match I would want to see next week was, would be Mox versus Wardlow. You know, or something like that. You know, like a bounty match or some kind. Of, some kind of. You know, Warlow's just out there to cause damage, and 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 
you know, MJF could be out there with his neck brace, but he's really not hurt. And well, I, th- I think Mox is it. probably getting laid out in this match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely have to be laid out before the go-home show and build some heat. And he needs to have some kind of disadvantage going to this title match and and everything. So, but, yeah, it's, it's just like they do some good stuff and then they don't always throw some BS at the end that just drives me insane. All right, I'll, that was it. I'll add my, 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 two, my, my two other small likes were... Uh, Lance Archer squash. He looks like a beast. I didn't like the, um, I didn't necessarily like Jake's promo. I didn't like Jake talking over Taz. It was pretty clear that they were not supposed to, you know, that they had a time limit to talk and Jake keeps interrupting him. Um, I thought that was goofy. I, I don't think Brian Cage stood out like, like Lance Archer did. Like you, you watch them side by side and you go, yeah, Brian Cage is pretty buff, but Lance Archer looks like he's going to kill him. <laughs> like that's that's kind of what I what I saw. Um, you know, the Darby thing was okay, but you know, you talk about someone who doesn't really throw great punches. Like, you know, Ricky uh, Rick, Ricky Starks was was running away from you know essentially forearms to the back. <laughs> I think uh, he did like a back tackle that was like like how my my daughter tackles my son. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. Sitting <laughs> Jericho or maybe Ross and oh a spear from behind. Or <laughs> like, I, did, I, 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 I did like Darby taking him out of his shoes. That that was that was a nice touch. I didn't know. I don't know if you noticed, but I don't think Jericho or or, or Ross were really into this segment. They were kind of just hamming it because it was so bad. But it's also all my dislikes. So we could talk. But about I mean, probably. I mean, you know, did they they did the comparisons? Uh, Jericho's the one who made the comparison with Lance Archer and Stan Hansen. Like he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. giving him some credibility. He's also mentioned that he's only lost one match, and it was to the guy who was the TNT champion. So I really liked it. I, I to me, Archer is the one guy on their roster from from the heel side who is a believable badass and i think he should be used i I mean they are kind of using him a little sparingly but he should way too much what wait he should be on the main show not dynamite beating people no yeah well i mean i don't i don't i don't watch dark so i i I don't oh yeah dark yeah i i I don't i don't see him on there but but you know i think you know he he shouldn't be in you know on tv every week he should be in these like big bruising feuds and and he should be special because i think that's how his character is going to work best and i I just love the guy i think he's i think he's amazing Uh, and the last thing was they had they're running out of time Cassidy does this uh, 100-meter dash to tackle Jericho. The camera misses it. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? The thing, the only the only thing that got this thing over to me was Jim Ross being so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like he was trying to be like Bobby Heaton and Brian Pillman. Grand yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was yeah. trying to portray that these guys were being jerks and they were being irresponsible and like he shouldn't be in any danger whatsoever doing this <laughs> job and he was so mad and i thought that like made the thing it it made it to what they were trying to do was okay show's over this is unscripted cassidy comes out out of nowhere like this isn't supposed to be part of the show and i think ross got that over i was like trying to think like how would excalibur 
have sold that he wouldn't have done it as, as good as ross like R- oh. ross ross has been in that position a lot of times and i really liked the way he sold that thing at the end because like you said they were rushed the main event went you know they they were rushing that and so they had like would they have 20 seconds to get that whole thing over so i thought yeah. that was cool i thought yeah. i thought ross did a good job there i tell him like here comes Orange Cassidy with the with the tackle. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it was a tsunami tackle from from just like Ryoma Go from Japan. It's like he's just like shut up. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. Ross is, Ross had some moments. Rod has I was dying just because you know when something was bull BS when Ross isn't talking and that's when Shivani jumps in if you notice when Shivani tries to get something over it's when Jim Ross is like I'm out you do it you know because I'm the, I can't sell this BS by the way wasn't Excalibur supposed to be back tonight he was too busy studying his Japanese wrestling days Musato. I wonder I wonder what happened I wonder if it because I thought I thought he was supposed he heard to, his voice I thought he was supposed to come back um at the end of August, I thought this was going to be going to be the day. So I guess not. Excalibur always on commentary. He gets excited. Seems like he's just taking, trying to get out that 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 tough poop. You know what I mean? That tough poop. Ooh, you know, you're straining. That's what he sounds like to me. <laughs> oh, X. Well, I mean, just maybe he up. was. Maybe he maybe was on. Not, maybe they're waiting for the pay per view. Hmm. Unless he was like, uh, maybe maybe he does dark this week or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're like, you know, let's just hold him for the pay-per-view. That would be kind of like a cool thing when he's back and, and the fans will be like, yeah, he's back. All right. So uh, the I had two more dislikes. <laughs> I had, I, had, I had already, we already mentioned the, um, already mentioned the, the, the buck stuff. And th- those are two of my dislikes. So I'll go. I mean, this is easy. Like this is almost too easy. Which I was the went, whole I swole had match. Ten dislikes. I could have ten dislikes because I didn't put that Bucks promo, but it was on there. I knew we were going to talk about it. So the, oh, swole, the swole thing. Oh. I like. So I think the thing that frustrated me the most out of this whole thing is we just saw Penelope as a viable contender against Sheeta, and she was she was fine. She was good. She had it. She had an okay match. You know, she's. She's she's a pretty athletic woman, so it was it was viable. But now she's in this match with her and uh, Rebel against Swole in a handicap match with you know Brit cheering them on, and she's got to look like the dumbest person in the entire match to take the loss in this match. It's, I was just I was frustrated in that, but it's just like I don't. Did you see that? I mean, did you see that uh, the crutch shot? How like how bad that crutch shot was? Like oh, oh yeah, they completely missed. Oh my God, was uh, that was a rough one. This, this is what I'm talking about. Like, why are you putting this on? You're t- you you give poor Matt and Sammy. You know they have this big grudge match. You give them seven minutes, but you have to air this BS. Like this is the first of all the problem segment is all these girls aren't that good. That's that's I mean. I know they gave some, they gave Penelope some spots, but she's still so green and and you know. Then you have Re- Rebel, who's you know, has, doesn't wrestle full time anymore, and when she did wrestle, she wasn't that good. And then you have Swole, and I'm not being mean when I say this. I'm just, I'm just, just, I'm just analyzing talent. Swole is not that good. Great personality, but in the ring, she sucks. She's very bad. I mean, that fireman carry spot, whatever the hell they were trying to do, where they just fell down. Um. <laughs> I think some of the, one of the moments of Jim Ross just been a little snug. Oh man, this match was a waste of time. Um, 
I don't want to. I want this thing to end. Just end this feud, please. Like it was. And Britt Baker looks like a biggest idiot when she's sending out Re- uh, Rebel and um, and Penelope out there to do her dirty work. It's like you know, once you get someone that's gonna, you know, have some. Get, where's Abaddon? Like set that crazy nut out there. You know, like oh, I gotta beat week. this monster. Is she in there next week? I don't know. As it may be. Because they still got one week before they're supposedly supposed to have a match, right? Yeah, well, hopefully it's just promos because, I mean, Swole has that charisma. She could she could talk. She has a fire. But, like, well, man, this is going to be an ugly match, dude, because Britt hasn't wrestled in a while, and she, she's not the best either. You know, like I said, she's a great manager. She'll be a really good manager, but she, wrestling's not the best. So, um, ah, this is this is bad. This is really bad this is like this has to be one of the worst seg- this could be this could be up for worst match of the year i right? think or, or i think running. that's what uh ethan renner the guy who does the aw dynamite uh live coverage for the observer i think that's what he wrote in the thing he said this is the worst match of the year this is, it was it was embarrassing it was just like why can't the winners of the uh the daily draw like diamante and ivalice and they're not that great either but they're damn better than penelope and mm-hmm. and uh and rebel you know and it's just just i can't even make any sense of it. i don't know what tony khan sees in this program and why he thinks it's much needed and needed for this for the show i, I think know. it's i think it's literally just to get brit on tv that's got to be it it'd be nice to have brit focus on the women's championship and maybe they could have done a cool if she's coming back to wrestle like Sheeta, like eventually like it'd be nice to build up her big return and she's gonna beat her and all this stuff and maybe she wins the title because you know like i know brit's not the best but you know she you give her a good like a bodyguard like you know we have like when will hobbs was her bodyguard like he could be the like the bubba rogers mr hughes he can be her protection i know they already have a guy like that in wardlow but you know, it could work here too with her, you know, just, just something, you know, that kind of smoke and mirrors to her title reign. We knew when she wins it. Cause she's going to need a lot of smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. All right. What was uh, another one of yours? Um, <laughs> well, the Archer, we talked about a little bit, the Archer promo at the end with Jake Roberts, that just, it, you could tell it was going too long and they're waiting for Taz and, and Ricky Starks and Brian Cage comes out and Brian Cage, man, He's totally exposed on national television, right? On the indies, he can do a bunch of moves and he can look, you know, wow you with this of his size, all the stuff of the chili, but just him out there for a promo, he just, just like I said, a vortex of charisma, just sucks the life out of every segment. He's holding that toy belt up, like big freaking deal. Like no one cares about this belt because you haven't focused on it after one week anyways. And then he, and then he looks like a total dipshit when... Out comes Darby Allen, and he's attacking Ricky Starks, and he's just sitting there. <laughs> and Taz looks like an idiot too. Like when Taz, like no, no, let's get help our buddy out. Like why were they just sitting there so they can jaw jack with Lance Archer to to build up what? Who cares? Like, uh, I just this 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 is like I said, this is this is definitely up there with in the top three of one of the, in my opinion, they're one of the worst shows they've ever produced. Uh, what about Taz just out promoing Jake? Jake looked. Well, yeah. Jake. Jake was not good tonight. Talking about no, being and a chicken and plucking people. Pluck you and pluck you. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um. I well. First of all, Jake has, doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know he, he. I think he has it with a pre tape. Like yeah. If you yeah. give him a pre tape and he can sit there and, 
really think it over and do a couple takes. You, but live now, he doesn't have it. it, it it's crazy, right? Because you know we're going to talk about this on on Monday, but he does a great promo on WCW Saturday Night with Mick yeah. Foley. It's like like jaw droppingly great, and then you see him. You know, now obviously it's you know twenty eight years later or whatever, but it's just like a, a you know the, a different mindset, I guess. Well, it's a good drug days, right? So <laughs> now he's sober, DDP yoga, he's a raspy voice, he's older, he's not as quick, you know, with his mind. So like I said, pre-tape Jake's fine, but um, yeah. yeah. All right. So my last one was, and this is not at the fault of, of uh, Matt, Hardy, or Sammy, but they had to do a main event sprint in which it felt like half of it was on picture in picture. It was half of it. These, All the good stuff was in picture these picture. These guys are killing each other. So much blood. And I'm just watching this going like, these poor guys for the second week in a row are destroying each other. And it's all on picture in picture when people are not paying attention or fast forwarding. These poor guys. All for not. Didn't get over anyone. All right? for didn't nothing. Do anything. Yeah. And then, okay, you know how stupid the last segment it was with Jericho and, and Orange Cassidy is it just takes away even more from this match because now you're at the end of the night, you're like, you know, if you want to, it's that's that's the focus, right? Orange Cassidy and Jericho. This should have been something they built up to and had a big violent match to end their, you know, feud. And, but I guess it's continuing because I guess Sammy won. The best part of this match is when he, Matt Hardy throws Sammy Guevara over the guardrail. He takes this big bump, right, over the guardrail. Matt walks to the side and goes over. And just gets him right. Then he beats on Samuel some more. Then he tosses Sammy over the guardrail again towards the ring. And Sammy takes this big old flip over the guardrail. And all of a sudden, Matt Hardy can't figure out how to get over the guardrail. Like he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, the idea is like he's he's getting caught up and then Sammy takes advantage, but he looks like an idiot, like trying to get over this. Like you and I could leap over this guardrail. I've done it many times. But even better than that, you're one space away to walking into that same area you walked through before to get out to, to get out of the ring area side area to you know you just just go right mm-hmm. and you'd be okay like it was so stupid uh yeah this, this is a, a i couldn't believe the time like every but every show's like that like every show because uh, i fast forward to all the commercial stuff and i'm like man they only got a short time for this main event mm-hmm. right and God, we haven't we didn't have it on our like the what about the dark war segment? What did you think of that with I thought the first half was really goofy and the, they kind of made it better at the end, so I didn't think it was a total failure. Yeah, Brody Brody Lee is um he's just not a good talker. It's just one level, it's rambling, but I don't know. I just I'm not buying him. So, we'll, we'll I know they're really going for it with this group, but um, when there's only one guy that has credibility, it's kind of tough, you know. So. I mean, they're trying to give some of these other guys credibility by having competitive matches. matches, but they don't. They aren't really winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. It was. It was one of those just way too long, and then, <laughs> and then Scorpio Sky jumps in there for some damn random reason, and then you know, and then yeah, just now, now we're having another multi-man tag match. You know, we're just the promotion of multi-man tags. Uh, what else? What was else was on your poor list? That was it. That was it, man. Just 
this just not men and men and black me, dude. Like, give me that. <laughs> it's like, just get it out of my mind. It's just like it was bad. I know they can be better, man. That's the problem. That's the problem. I know they can do better. And I've seen better from them. So that was that was the that was the ultimate with the frustration of everything. It's like I know you guys can have a better show, and and uh, I'm not that hyped for all out. All right, what, where's your excitement level? Like, I'm in like in the middle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be a good. I think it'll be a good show, but there's nothing on the card that I'm necessarily like mouthwatering at. I guess the main event is probably the thing I'm most looking forward to. I think uh, FTR and Omega and Page will be pretty darn good, but yeah, it, it, there's there, there's stuff on it. You know, this is part of the the thing about having TV every week too, right? Is you, sometimes you're burning through stuff and you got to save the good stuff for pay-per-view and we'll see. I think, you know, the, whatever comes out of Jericho and Omega, I mean, uh, Orange Cassidy seems to be, I mean, the, there's got to be an angle. There's got to be something coming out of that for them to do this third match. I think, I don't know if it's going to be Mike Tyson or whatever leads to Jericho's next program or mm. whatever, but I think there's got to be something exciting coming out of that match just to have that match. Cause I've, you know, he just wants to go in the dunk tank, I guess. But only, only the hardcore, the hardcore AEW fans I've heard thought that this was a really good idea. Most everyone else has been like, mm, this is kind of, you know, there's too much. We, we don't need this. So that leads me to believe that something is going to happen in this match for them to have this match. Yeah. I, you think, like, I can only imagine that like FTR and Omega going over this match, talking about it. I can see Omega being really excited about it. He's like, yeah, man, we're going to get six stars. And like FTR being like, hmm, that's cool, man. Let's, let's get the six stars. Like roll their eyes. You know, like I see Omega like, you're going to get six stars out of this. Like I can just see them all excited. But uh, uh, FTR is probably like, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, let's be real. The 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 Part of the, the reason why they got over is because they were having great matches too. So it's not like they don't want to have great matches but I'm sure they're not, you know, they're not they're not necessarily marking out for the the star ratings necessarily. But have you? They really figured, they really want to have a good match too. Please explain to me that FTR for their matches, they had to have a tag rope. <laughs> that but they're, other matches, they're good enough to have a handicap. What's well, a handicap? It's a rules. Like there's no handicap. Like, but like. I, wouldn't it make sense in their contracts like AEW has to enforce the, the tag rope rule for all tag teams? They're good. They're good enough. They're they're like they're like Mox. He doesn't need his finisher, and he can win this match. That's how they Chuck see. Taylor's themselves. probably like, "What do I do with this thing? I hold you, it." Do you know? You know that I just realized the first time I ever saw Chuck Taylor wrestle in person was the only PWG show that I ever went to. I think he was the champion and he had to defend the title against Keith Lee and then Keith Lee beat him for, for the title. I just, as you were talking about him, I was just like, Oh yeah. I now I remember this because I remember watching this match and just thinking like, this guy's not as good as these fans believe that he is. And they're just going nuts for everything that he does. Every little cute thing that he does, you know, this cute heel thing or this, this little thing that he does. And they're just like so into it. And I'm like, I'm almost like looking around at this audience <laughs> going like, okay, what am I missing? Obviously, some of it is 
they're going to those shows every week. I mean, every month. Mm-hmm. So they're they're into everything, right? There, there's there's story that I didn't see that that they're bought into. But it was it was like a weird thing where I was had this moment of like, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be here right now. We, but it was, I mean, we, but it was it was still cool just to see a rabid crowd like that for you know just it was it was like a home crowd for a home team crowd for their own team. You know that's how those those fans were with that that show. I just remember what I wanted to say about the Young Bucks best friends match. And I was like, I know there's something more, but I forgot. The, the best spot, and it wasn't great. I'm not, not best. In, so it was so bad, it was I was just dying laughing. I had to watch it five times in a row. Is when there was a, a, a roll up on by the best friends, and I think Dash hit Cash, and that became a tag. <laughs> so so the so I think it was Chuck that rolled up uh uh, Dawson, whatever, and he held him, and the referee Rick Knox is like, "No, no, there was a tag. He's not legal." And all of a sudden, he just goes huh, huh, and starts counting. And then after that, he was like lost. If it, it, I mean, he's been lost. He lost every damn match. He's he's there's uh, AEW referees are lucky. There's actually Impact Wrestling referees out there because. <laughs> he was just completely lost. He couldn't. Come do on, anything. they got they got Chioda. They'll, they'll they'll get better. Is he signed? I don't know. <laughs> he was just on that one show. Are they signing anyone else? They should sign Earl. Don't they oh. sell Earl? Who? AEW. Didn't Earl uh, referee one of like that one show? Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Oh, how about that great run in by Matt Cardona? We've got to talk about that great oh, run in. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yay. Well, I mean, oh, I, yeah. This is one of those things where they've they've so many guys, and you know, they try. They're trying to get so many guys on on this show. I, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see one more hour of AW television, but I understand why they would because they they can't get everyone who they're pushing on TV. And we even talk about that eight man tag with <laughs> Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss, Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, and the uh, the new heel stable of uh, Phoenix Pentagon and Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Butcher, no, Butcher, I like and the, Blade. the Butcher and the Blade. I'm getting into those guys. They're they're fine. I wish they would do a little more with them, but they they just it's just that match was Joey Janela gets thrown over into the rampway. He jumps all the way back in to go all the way to the opposite end of the corner to the 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 other opponent's corner just to try to run all the way back to make a hut. <laughs> you know, you, Jericho and Joey Janela is going to be interesting. Now. Well, I'm, that's what I was going to say. Is you know. He's gonna get a lot of like hope spots oh. and near falls. No, you know Jericho needs to kick his ass. You know that's gonna happen. Jericho, Jericho wants to to make people think that Joey Janela is gonna win. He shouldn't. It should be a big elbow and that's it. And then pull in Sunny Kiss and beat him up too. And just someone tell Jim Ross that Sunny Kiss is not a woman. He always says she. But I think Jim Ross asked Sunny Kiss. How he identifies, and Sonny Kiss said, "Both." I think that's why he does it. Well, all right, all right. I apologize. I apologize, but but it just seems so awkward. And it, it was so awkward. He said she again, and then he goes, and it was a, it was a pause, and he goes, "Sonny Kiss is a great athlete, though." <laughs> like he was like, the, "Please don't get heat on me on Twitter, people. Leave me alone." I'm almost sure that that that's the story that I heard was that Jr. asked Sonny Kiss specifically. How should I, still, I identify you? And Sonny Kiss still, said both. I still think they should have done something where Sonny Kiss challenges for not only the a male, a male, a male, the men's titles, but also the women's titles. He can do both. Cause he, yeah, I, they could the, be creative like that. They could do something yeah, like that. Yeah, I thought, that's what I thought originally was going to happen with when they signed him. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, so we talked about these shows quite a bit. Uh, and so we'll be back on Monday, like I said, with our WCW Saturday Night Review and also with Justin Nipper's review with uh, Norbert. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm really hyped to listen to that because, uh, you know, I, part of what I like about our website is, you know, I like to give people the opportunity to do stuff. And, you know, outside of fight game media, Justin is very talented. He's written for all kinds of different places, you know, he, so, so it's not like because of fight game media that, mm-hmm. that he's able to do stuff, but I w- I'm trying to encourage it. I want to encourage it because he's a really talented guy and we're, you know, we're doing some stuff with the website. He's kind of become my, my uh, second in command with that stuff. So, uh, you know, putting him on the podcast giving uh giving that interview a little bit more of a, a little bit a little, little bit more visibility i think is, is stuff that i like doing because you know he he works hard and he's very smart and he, you know the the hanukkah stuff was awesome so putting that on there and uh, giving him a little bit of shine and uh yeah so we'll be back on monday sunday night monday morning uh so for john i am double g we'll see you when we see you peace out all right, one last thing. Bet online. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold. And our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Actually, the, the NHL didn't even play games today. They postponed all their games today. NBA postponed their playoffs until the weekend. But I think I think they're coming back. Um, get in on all the action, including a, a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. Did you know before today's uh, doubleheader loss to the Dodgers that the Giants were in the second wild card position? Yes, I did. Kind of amazing. Uh, so take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sports book experts.